0: pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a... Uh, Oh yes, just a
1: quick warning. Yes, the Chrissy and Heather Show contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and nonsense. If you're averse to any of these ingredients, the Chrissy and Heather Show may not be for you. So talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program.
0: Let's get into it. So I've got the grab bag this week, and I... Have been curious to know what other people's houses are like for this topic. Um, something that I saw online that I was really intrigued by it made me laugh. It made me feel a little bit guilty and made me feel a little bit inferior. And then it made me feel like motivated to change things. Oh, man, I okay. can't wait. All right. I probably just made it sound a lot more exciting than (laughs) it actually is. But here's what I found. A list of, from the 1950s, Mm. chores for kids. Oh, Chores that kids in the 1950s were responsible. This particular category is kids aged four to eight years old okay do so, you want me to guess what they were doing in the 50s sure yeah what would if you were a mom in the 50s and you had a four-year-old child what would what would their chores be oh my gosh um
1: oh my goodness uh setting the table that is number 10 number 10 oh gosh
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh maybe they would uh, make their bed yes would you expect your four-year-old to plant flowers in the garden I would not. <laughs> what about some supervised cooking? With a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> so kids in the 50s, four to eight, um, amongst their their uh, the chores they were expected to be able to do, weeding the garden, watering the plants, sweeping up around the house, um, putting away their um, laundry, setting the table, clearing the table, and some cooking. When they got to nine to 12 years old, then they would um, also expect to um, bake cakes, um, play with their younger siblings. That's listed as a chore. I don't know.
1: That's kind of hilarious. (laughs) Uh, I love it.
0: And then, of course, you know, as they get older, it becomes more um, more intense, but not really out of the realm of what I think that a teenager would would do. But it made me wonder. In your house, mm-hmm. what are your kids' chores? And then I have a follow-up question for you. Okay. Well, first of all, my house
1: is probably different than a lot of houses because we don't ha- like we don't call them chores. Like we we never did the charts and all the whatnot. My kids are a little older too. My kids are ten and twelve now, and they just do the things that make our household function because it's the three of us, and I. I'm very adamant with my children in all aspects of their lives that I cannot do everything and that I will not do everything. So there are certain things that they're required to do. Like they have to keep their rooms clean. Uh, They do the garbage. One of them does recycling and one of them does the trash. And it's just kind of a rotating whatever. But it's really more... I yell up the stairs, hey, I need you guys, and they say, for what? And I say, because I yelled to you, and then they come down the stairs, and I say, hey, the trash needs to go out, and they take it. And we don't really argue a lot about doing these things, and we really stay on top of them in our house, so it's never like, go clean your room, necessarily. Like We don't do that a lot, because their rooms aren't allowed to get messy. Now, they are not perfect children, these children. Um, I will. I usually do their laundry for them because they're only with me week on, week off. So basically, I let a week's worth of laundry get dirty. And then I wash it on the Friday that they leave to go back to their dad's. And then I fold it and put it in the baskets. And I put the baskets on the stairs. And they take it up and put it away when they come back. Um, So... And I, oh you just made a face at me like I can't believe that they do that um, wow, <laughs> and I'm not my husband, saying they're great at it
0: my husband always said that I cannot I cannot hide any emotion because it, <laughs> it is on my face and it's funny that you said that about the chore chart and we never did the tour chart because um, my husband Robbie and I uh, we have our kids are 8 and 13 and we have been reminding each other that we need to do the chore chart for about 10 years now. (laughs) And we have yet to make the chore chart. But yes, probably my face was, wow, they do that? Like, I put the clothes, I wash the laundry, and I, I, I stack it up. And I put it in a laundry basket. Mm-hmm. I, this was my big, like, super mom move. I went to Target and I got a laundry basket for each member of the family. And I put there, I put your clothes in your laundry basket, and I bring it to your room. Mm-hmm. And then I put it on the floor. And what happens after that? It is out of my hands.
1: Yeah, but then you just rewash it like four days later. That because, happens. Yeah. Uh, now mine the, with with the laundry thing. I'm not saying that they do this perfectly. So a lot of times what happens is my daughter is much better at it than my son. My sons may sit in there folded for a couple days, and then he will be like, can someone help me? Can someone, whatever. So uh, I will stand in there. All he wants you to do is be standing there. He just needs a friend present, you know. Um, But we still, when we hang up the shirts, they're not pretty. They're not, uh, you know, but... I'm not picky about it. It's it's done. You did the thing. You know, you like you helped maintain this household.
0: So something that you said rung true for me, um, in that we all do what it takes to run the house. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to my follow up question. And it's related to both chores or the things that make the house work, you know, whether you call them chores or tasks or whatever, the things that need to be done for us to like be one level up from animals. Right. <laughs> and then there's also grades at school. Or mm. performance at school, regar- right. related to how your, you know, regardless of how your school assesses your progress, there's, there is the element of have you learned something? Can you now demonstrate knowledge? And I heard somebody at the gym say, I overheard this conversation that um, the mom, I was an eavesdropping person while I was putting getting my stuff together, and um, and she said I told my kids that. Going to school is their job and, you know, getting learning is their job. And I go to my job and I do what I need to do and I get a paycheck. And so they go to their job and they do what they need to do. And yeah, I pay for grades. And I have gone back and forth on both paying for grades Mm -hmm. and paying for chores. And I have a list of pros and cons for each one.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's interesting. I do not pay my kids for grades. I never have. I do not pay my kids for chores either. Um, But I do feel like now at 10 and 12, there should be some kind of system where they get paid for something because like cash is so important to them right now. And I want them to learn money management. So they almost need to have access to money, you know, so that they can learn those skills but i have never i've never done that i've never given them any kind of pay for grades or anything and for my kids my kids excel in certain areas but there are aspects of school that are extremely difficult for them and it took me a lot of time to adjust because school was very very easy for me school was just a piece of cake just you go you get all a's you go home you know um And it's not that way for my children, so I had to adjust my expectations. And my expectation with my kids is that you try your very best. And this year is the first year that we've really started to define what try your very best means. Because my kids would say, I answered all the questions on this test the very best that I could, and I got a D. But now we're starting to talk about what was the preparation that you did you know, for that test, because we never really had looked at that before. We'd never really been like, well, how much did you study? How much time did you put in? Yes, I understand that you answered the questions to the best of your ability, but did you prepare at all for the questions that were going to be in front of you? So, so yeah, like we we're still on the, if you tried your best, if you, if you learned something, then. That's the reward of of the process. I'm not mad at you basically the the reward for my kids is that I'm not mad at them. I'm not angry with you um, as long as you put in the best effort that you could put in.
0: You know we had a conversation similar to that with um with my thirteen year old this weekend. I was I should preface by saying he goes to a school that does not have letter grades or or formal exams, everything is worked to the best of your ability, and it's assessed for competency and progress in mastery of the of the subject matter. Um, but I was frustrated when I discovered on the way to school that he had not completed um, a weekly assignment. They have a weekly f- Friday morning thing that they do every single week. Not new information this is a known thing. Um, And I asked him what his topic was, and he revealed that he had not done it. And I was frustrated, because Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, this is something that you know is due. And so that started into a conversation of what is your best work. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that we are always doing our best for the circumstances that we're in. But we also can manipulate those circumstances so that our best is truly something we're proud of Mm -hmm. and so that started to lead into a conversation about what is your job in your life right now Mm -hmm. and i i said you know your your role right now is to go to school learn what you need to learn you know, have the life experiences that are that are going to shape you and to to grow and through those and the point of you going to school is mastery of the subject matter so that you're ready for the next level right and
1: I think my daughter started middle school this year and she's gotten a big glimpse into what that next level is and so now I see her thinking about what's high school going to be like And it's fun that my son, who's younger, kind of sees that too, so now he's like in a hurry to get to middle school, you know what I mean? So I think that sometimes we have to really help our kids figure out what is that next step and what are you gonna need to get there? Um, I think when kids go into middle school, they're often underprepared for that. It's a huge shift socially. It's a huge shift in terms of managing your own schedule and organization and all of those kind of things. it's a whole new set of skills just growing up growing up takes so much out of us it, it kind of is their job right now. It's your job just to make it through and figure out what's required of you and figure out that people other than your mom can ask you to do things and you need to do them you know I I've always been one of those people who I say, you know if my kid is being the asshole at the swimming pool, please. Correct them. Don't come to me and go, Would it be okay if your son maybe didn't do that? Just go up to him. I want him to get instruction from other adults and to understand that, you know, like life is full of bosses kid, you know, and you're going to have to adapt in in some meaningful ways
0: to to make that. Oh, gosh, I see so much better results from other people talking to my kids than me, like they're much more likely to respond favorably Mm -hmm. to somebody else who they don't know looking at them cross-eyed. I remember a day in church when I could see that my kid was being disruptive and another person looked in their direction and kind of admonished them. And that was so much more effective than if I had turned around and given them a cross side. Right? Look. They're like, "Oh, look at mom! She's at it again." Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The other thing, um, I think,
0: so I've traveled a lot
1: extensively through Europe, and watching differences in parenting in in different countries is really interesting. And so when I took my kids to Europe, or when I take my kids on big trips. I think that my children are probably better travelers than a lot of kids. Um, I see these people in the airport and they're trying to carry all their kids' stuff and they're trying to help with all this whatever. My kids pretty much knew if it's not on your back or being you know pulled by you in your suitcase, you don't have it anymore. And when mom is walking, I need you to be walking behind me. Like, I cannot herd you. You're not ahead of me and I'm, you know, little ducks and I'm trying to, you know, get you back on the sidewalk or whatever. We are walking in a city and you are following. And they had to learn that for any of us to be successful. We couldn't have made this trip if, they, if that responsibility wasn't just pushed on them. Like, it wasn't that, you know they're they're not they're not super kids or anything. It was just this is the way that we get through life, or, you know, you get left at the airport. So I would highly recommend that you get on board.
0: <laughs> I love that kind of frank talking. You know, i mm-hmm. I don't like to have a lot of rules um because I didn't like having a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. and i I might be wrong about this. and and some people listening may think that i' i I'm totally wrong, but I feel like I would rather have few rules, but the ones that we have are taken really seriously. I hope that I can trust my kids to make good decisions without needing to have a bunch of rules to to guide mm-hmm. them. Um, and I may be, I, I don't I guess I'll find out later when when they grow up and see how much therapy they need. Right, exactly. See what we've done. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mentioned that this morning when I was running with a friend that like I take full awareness of the fact that in my family, for my parents, I was the guinea pig kid. <laughs> I was the first one, and I have to give some level of grace to my first one because. He's my, he's my practice kid <laughs> and I see now what we've done and how we, need sh- we, how we should do it different next time and I think we're doing a much better job the second time around. I think that sometimes
1: I might be labeled as kind of a permissive parent and I, I let my kids really explore. I try to let them really know what their own limits are my kids are the kids who have shimmied up all the way to the very top of the flagpole and they are they are climbing on things and they're whatever and people are like should she be up there? And I I read an article a couple of years ago that said, you know, let your kids climb the trees. It was basically like, look, your child will only get as high as your child can go and you don't have to worry that the three year old down there is going to do what your child is doing because they can't until they, you know, have the dexterity and they've tried enough to get to that next rung. And so they're like, you know, let your kids push their own boundaries. And it's very scary as their mom to stand there and watch them, you know, out on the end of a limb. And you're like, it's going to break and they're going to die, you know, but I want. To let them figure out their own boundaries. Have they been stuck in a tree a few times, and I've had to figure out how to get them down? Sure, <laughs> you know. But even that, a lot of times, I'm like, you got yourself up there, you're gonna have to get yourself down. And it's scary. It's like I think I look like a cool exterior mom, but I'm a mess. I'm an absolute disaster on the inside. Oh. Watching them do this and thinking they can fall and thinking they can fail, and I'm not just talking about trees, obviously, <laughs> you know. Um, You're terrified for him. Absolutely. My son wanted to be in the talent show and he said he wanted to dance and he's not a dancer. And damn it, Heather, he just did it. He just he went out and did it and I was afraid are the other kids gonna tease him? Are the other kids gonna whatever? And you know what? They were a hundred percent supportive. They were like, That's pretty cool. You got up there and you did your thing, you know. So a lot of times I, I really try not to let my own fears get in the way of what they can do, but I am human and I am their mother, and so sometimes those things just paralyze me, you know?
0: One of the scariest moments of my time as a mom was last year when my son was doing um improv he had been taking an improv class at school and their thespians troupe had a parent showcase when they were going to show us everything they'd been working on over the summer and that they were about to go to the district thespians festival and perform Mm -hmm. and i i knew he was doing improv but i didn't know that he was like doing improv yeah and so we're sitting there on our folding chairs in the room. And then the next thing I know, they're calling him and his partner up on the stage. And, he, and my child is is a, in a spotlight in a dark room surrounded by people who are, in my mind, you know, just waiting to hear what he says. And mm-hmm. I'm terrified for him because I'm afraid that he's going to choke. Right and i just had to sit with that and and kind of just hold my breath and it turned out that they were hilarious they killed it that's awesome and it was one of those check-in moments as a mom where i was like you know what he's got this and i all, the only thing that i can really do is catch him mm-hmm. and i would i would get up on that stage and i would yell at everybody <laughs> Anybody who <laughs> laughed would. at my kid, yeah. uh-huh. I would tell them what it's all about. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have to. And I think that we don't give them enough credit sometimes. It's neat when they show you what they can do, right? Yeah. So
1: during the summer, my son went to a film camp. My son loves film. He is like the next Steven Spielberg. This is this is his jam. Um, he loves film. He went to this camp and at the end of the week they were gonna do a showcase, right? I go into the showcase and I'm like, buddy, I can't wait to see what you've made. And he's like, I don't want you to watch it. And in his own way, he articulated to to me that he was not proud of it. Right. He was not proud of it. And it was so funny because I'm like, it's going to be great. It's going to you're doing the mom thing. You know, it's Mm going to be fantastic. I just want to see it because it's what you've been doing, buddy. And I'm sure it's fantastic. And I sat down. And it was freaking terrible. It was so bad. Like, unbelievably bad. Like, I was like, I paid money for this? Like, you know, it it was so bad. This was like the worst camp ever. And when it was over, I felt like the gift to give him, the right thing to do is to be like, yeah, that was really bad. Like, it it was bad. You don't have to put this on your resume. This isn't going to affect your life or anything. I know you're not proud of it. And I know that because you cared about it so much, you wanted it to be good. And you didn't have the experience that you wanted. You know, but, uh, like, I think sometimes we have to listen to our kids, too, when they say, look, I'm not proud of this product. I, I'm so happy that he didn't want to share that with me, that he was like, Look, mom, this is not this is not a good one, we're not gonna do it again, you know. <laughs> that but he was aware of that. So he knows he he's you know, he was nine at the time and he knew what his best was and he wasn't proud that this wasn't a product that he was it wasn't something he wanted to share. Well and, and he that also that awareness matters. It
0: does. And I think he also learned that he can come to his mom mm-hmm. f- for, you know, camaraderie in that and learn and the honesty. lesson that you can fail and that we're not going to give you false praise. Right. I'm not going
1: to tell you that was great because it was a piece of garbage. You know, like (laughs) it was terrible. And I don't think it's your fault that it was bad. You didn't receive quality instruction, but you did pick up some skills. And so let's look at that. So now he's making videos at home. Do you know who Zach King is? No. Zach King is this guy who does really cool, um, like digital magic. Okay. So he'll like hold out a shirt in front of him and then he throws it up in the air and it's on him. But he's done it through like digital, whatever. so oh, okay. you know, um you know, so it, he breaks through a wall, you know, because the computer makes him look like he broke through a wall. Mm-hmm. And my son is making these videos now, <laughs> and they're amazing. They're absolutely incredible. And my kids, like they want a YouTube channel like so right. badly, and I'm kind of like, If you keep making
0: videos that good, I'm gonna let you do it. (laughs) (laughs) I will invest in your YouTube personality. Mm Well, when you were talking about climbing the trees, it made me remember about this picture I saw of a playground equipment in, like, the 40s that was, like, a death trap that nobody would let their kids on now. It looked like it was put together with, like, <laughs> rusted pipes that somebody welded That's on awesome. the weekend. And, yeah. and, like, the kids are climbing all over it. And, um, you know, and but we also were embracing the idea of let your kids climb the tree, let your kids climb the flagpole. And that makes me think right back to those 1950s yes. kids who are in the garden planting flowers. Right. And, you know, the, you go out and and <laughs> you're not going to win Yard of the Year. But, you know, I, I really feel like they have more capacity and ability than we give them credit for. They do. And mm-hmm. maybe we should give them more leeway to do those things, if we're willing. We As long as we know that we're, like, 100% going to end up cleaning it up.
1: Right. <laughs> or another opportunity for them to learn for them to clean it up.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, some of the things, like we're talking about the yards and the whatever. So my kids are really into the Halloween decorations and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. And sometimes I have to put aside my pride of what I would like my yard and my setup to look like because they're so excited to get out there and do it. And like you said, you might not win Yard of the Year, but I want to win Yard of the Year, Heather. (laughs) I want it to be pretty. I want it to be my standard of pretty. I want my life to be my standard of pretty. But sometimes I have to put that on the back burner for my kids' pride and learning. You know what I mean? Like for my kids to be able to get out there and do it the way that they think looks good. And I do need to kind of, you know, go all right, that's pretty cool there. We'll leave it, you know. That
0: reminds me of something that my husband said to me when he was actually, when he was proposing marriage. Um, One of the things that he said that really just made my heart so happy was, I want to have a yard with bikes in it with you. Oh. And I want to have a garage full of junk. Oh. And Does in- Robbie have a brother. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the stage of life that we're in right now, you know. We can you I I feel like our homes right now are not for us. Right. Um at least not for certain hours of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely I own my spot on the couch and there are times when I'm clock out and I'm off duty and you can get your own ice water. Mm -hmm. But I really like that there's a Pokemon drawing taped to the wall next to like a piece of art that I actually paid money for. Right. Mm -hmm. And I forget to take them down like... I don't feel like I should. Like sometimes I feel like I should. But then I feel like no, this is how our house is This is is our
1: life. Yeah. And this is what it looks like. And
0: it's a really good Pokemon.
1: (laughs) Well that's awesome. Then it should, you know, maybe just put it in a frame.
0: (laughs) So I wonder for those of you listening and, and and thinking about how you order your houses and you know what your kids are are doing and what they think they may be capable of. And maybe you wonder if you're ready to let them do that. What are your parenting fears? What are you nailing as a mom or a dad? And what are you screwing up? Uh, Because I know that we all have those, those, those things that we are pretty sure we're doing a good job on. And then times when we really hope that we're just, We just put another deposit in the therapy fund because we probably (laughs) probably just did something bad. So let us know
1: for our listeners at home, too. I would like to say Heather and I have promised that what we give you is going to be authentic and real. And Heather, you don't know this, but right now um, the power of the grab bag, the fact that we truly do not know what each other has prepared This is going to influence what people hear next time that they tune in, Mm -hmm. because a lot of what we just discussed was going to be our next topic.
0: (laughs) I honestly had to scratch, like mentally scratch something off of my list of things to bring up because you already brought it up.
1: (laughs) So we're going to continue to work on how the grab bag goes together, but um, tune in next time and see what we come up with because it might be a little bit off the cuff since it might be a grab bag for both of us. You never know. But one thing we can guarantee
0: is that we're just going to get into it. Yep.
1: Deep Voice Guy, how'd we do? I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. And for those of you looking to increase your dosage, make
0: sure to connect with The Chrissy and Heather Show on Facebook and Instagram.